Welcome back to the Granting Thoughts Podcast, but guess what? It's not the Granting Thoughts Podcast anymore. It's actually called Grant's Political Daybreak. Yes, I'm changing the name and rebranding this podcast. And yes, I finally returned to making this podcast. And basically, it's going to be a daily uh, podcast about political breakdowns, about what's going on in the news, and as well as around the world, but mostly in America. And basically, the main reason I wanted to make this podcast and remake this podcast, really, is because there's so many people who don't understand politics and want to, but it's a little overwhelming, right? And everyone gets this way, even I do, even though I love politics. The thing is, is that politics is really just about understanding the motivations that drive our society. That's what politics are really about. Politics isn't supposed to be this thing where it's like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to understand. And that's why I'm making this podcast to where it's an easier way to understand politics in a relevant situation when I'm talking about the news and what's going on culturally in America. And basically what I want to go over today starting out is basically yesterday, I'm going to be talking about yesterday's news and today's news a little bit, but mostly yesterday's. I want to talk about the fact how the Inflation Reduction Act is not working and how the UK government can learn from the Biden administration's failure to cool inflation in America. And this is the thing. I'm not saying inflation hasn't cooled at all in America. Of course it has, because our interest rate right now is a lot lower, a lot lower compared to England right now in in the UK, because the uh, Bank of England has come out and said, hey, guess what? Our inflation rate right now is at over 6.5% still. And that's crazy because at the height of last year, it was around 13, 14%, which is absolutely insane. The U.S. thankfully never entered that threshold in terms of the annual uh, percentage of inflation rate. Uh, but basically, the whole goal with the Eurozone economy, the UK economy, and the United States economy, they all want to be able to become come under the 2% inflation rate by 2024 or sometime in 2024. And the thing is, is that America might be able to get there next year. But England, I'm sorry, the UK government is not going to be able to get there unless they learn from the mistakes of the Biden administration. And the mistake that the Biden administration did was the very faulty and non-effective IRA or the Inflation Reduction Act. And this is the reason it was faulty and uh, basically irrelevant to what's happening in the economy right now. Because right now, inflation is up more than 15%. And that that's not talking about the annual inflation rate, which is at 3% right now, about 3% right now. The cost of groceries for Americans has risen approximately 20%. U.S. gas prices are up nearly 62%. Natural gas prices are up more than 40%, and his policies have led in innovators to stop research into potentially new treatments, including for brain cancer and leukemia, more on that later. And the bill is expected to, to increase launch prices of drugs, according to a CBO analysis. And this is the thing that you'll say to me, right? Oh, well, he was able to cap insulin at $35 a bottle for seniors and people who... Um, are sadly afflicted by diabetes. But the thing is, this is the thing. The only reason that that's happening right now is because we've become more reliant on Chinese medical manufacturing. Basically, the only way, the only reason why certain things like insulin is so cheap now because of the IRA is because, guess what? We're going to have all of these cheap 
Chinese companies make the medicine so that we don't have to. And that's why the Biden administration was able to cap insulin at $35 a bottle in America, at least under the IRA. Whether that'll change in the future, I'm not totally sure. But that's the way it is right now. But the thing is, however, is that the IRA is not a complete failure because it did invest into the economy. It only invested, however, into the green sector of the economy. And that includes, for instance, $110 billion in energy manufacturing investments into the last year alone. The law is delivering billions of dollars to protect communities from the impact of climate change. And the millions of seniors are saving money because their insulin is capped at $35 per month, just as like what I said before. But the thing is, is that it also created $110 170,000 clean energy jobs. All right. And this is great. This is great stuff. I'm not saying it's not because I'm, I am I don't uh, deny climate change exists. I think that we should definitely do something about it. And the IRA is basically a bill towards climate change initiatives and uh, not only climate change initiatives, but also alternative energy initiatives and investments. And this is the thing. The reason why the Biden administration did this is because they want to encourage private investing into green energy, into solar, into wind, and into hydroelectric uh, energy and whatnot. But the thing is, this is the problem. Right now, just as like I said, inflation is up by more than 15%. Gas prices are up more than 62 and natural gas is up 40%, just as like I, what I said. And this is the thing. This bill, even the Biden administration, even Biden himself admitted, hey, guess what? It didn't really stop inflation fully for Americans. It didn't actually help people actually afford the things that 60% of Americans need to buy. Like for instance, gas for their car, oil for their car, or even just groceries in general, because guess what? All of these things that they're fighting against in terms of climate change initiatives actually affect for things like groceries directly in the economy. And the thing is, is that guess what? People are going to suffer, especially after a huge crisis like uh, the pandemic. And this, and the economies are definitely going to struggle afterwards. It doesn't matter who's in office. But it can go a lot better if, for instance, the Biden administration decided, you know what, we're going to invest directly into the economy that matters. And I'm not saying that the green energy sector doesn't matter. But in this case, it doesn't because we're still trying to build back our economy from once it, from where it once was. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that we could have actually had inflation rates under 2% already here in 2023 if we were willing and if the Biden administration was willing to use the IRA to actually invest into the private sector directly instead of through climate change initiatives. And this is the other thing, right? The reality is, is that when it comes down to things like this, people like the UK government can learn from Biden's mistakes and the Biden administration's mistakes and the US's mistakes overall, because it's not just the Biden administration, it's also Congress and the Senate. And we need to realize that we could become better through how we can invest into the private sector directly and not just going on a tangent into one sector of the economy. Because guess what? I believe in climate change initiatives. I do think that we should do something about it. But focusing on that solely while we're still trying to recover the economy fully is not going to help. Will it help in the far future? Yes, but it's not helping right this second where over 60% of Americans can't even save $1,000 in their savings. And this is why the IRA was such a failure for the average American at least, because it only benefited people who actually have, for instance, electric cars and other, and like, for instance, solar panels on their roofs and stuff. Like, for instance, 
There's a tax rebate up to $7,500 for the people who purchase a clean energy vehicle and $4,000 for a used one, a used energy vehicle. And additionally, taxpayers can get a maximum rebate of $14,000 to buy heat pumps and other energy-efficient appliances. The White House estimates this will save families at least $350 annually. And that's true. But guess what? Most Americans, as I said, 60% of Americans right now cannot keep $1,000 in their bank account. They don't have the resources. They do not have the finances to go out and buy a new electric car, a new electric heater, a new electric whatever, or to even invest in solar panels. There's states like PA that actually helps uh, citizens to actually invest into solar panels, thankfully, but they don't last forever either. And I'm not saying all alternate energy does, or I'm not saying that coal energy even lasts forever. But I am saying, however, it's not sustainable for the average American. For the top, like, 5%, 10%, yeah, it definitely is a good choice. This is a great choice. But the Biden administration needs to realize that they are try- They should be making laws and they should be passing laws that help the average American and not the top 10%. Because guess what? Yes, this is great. This is going to invest into the future of climate change initiatives and things that we need to get done in terms of like saving the planet and stuff like that. But guess what? It's not going to happen. We're not going to have happy citizens if we're only investing into the planet. And right now, that's what's happening. And basically, the UK needs to learn this because the UK is in this weird spot right now because yesterday, the quarter three report came out and said, hey, guess what? Your inflation rate, annual inflation rate for the month is 66.5%, 3% more than the U.S. economy right now. And not only that, but your economy only grew by 0.2%. And so right now, the U.K. economy is sitting in this stagnant situation. So how does the U.K. actually come out of this? And the thing is, is that the U.K., the, the Bank of England and Parliament actually do have a plan. And one of their main plans right now is to, one... This is through uh, IMF. This is where I got this source. But basically, this is their plan. They're the three points. A stable long-term strategy to promote business investment, including a permanent set of tax initiatives that could potentially apply to investments other than plant and machinery could strengthen investor confidence. So that's great. Public infrastructure investment, notably in transport, health networks, and green transition could crowd in private investment. Liberalizing the planning system could reduce barriers to investment in new industries and facilitate the mobility of both firms and workers. The authorities could also consider unlocking pension and insurance savings for investment in higher return projects while being mindful of any implications for financial stability. And long-term sickness into lesser early retirement are the main drivers for the post-pandemic spike in activity. This is the second point, by the way. Hence, improving health outcomes is critical. The authorities should consider additional targeted mental health interventions alongside an expansion of good quality apprenticeships and career counseling in schools to tackle high unemployment among young people. Flexible working and coaching services could enhance female labor participation and complement the recently announced expansion in child care support. Insofar all as these measures enhance the labor supply in the near term, they can also ameliorate inflationary pressures stemming from tight labor markets. And third, the above reforms will also enhance productivity in addition upskilling and 
uh, knowledge, development, and higher investment into the education and training of young adults can strengthen the human capital and raise labor productivity. This is also a great potential to increase R&D support for businesses to ensure the UK remains a global leader in innovation. And this is something that the Biden administration did not do. This is actually a great thing that the UK government is trying to plan. They're trying to say, hey, guess what? The reason why inflate the annual inflation rate is up so high is because guess what we don't have a lot of young people working so we're going to try to implement programs and basically make it to where we're going out and helping people not only try to uh get like mental health help and not only mental health help but also health benefits but we're also going to open up certain apprenticeships so that the young population can actually start working in this environment and thus possibly start growing the economy this is a great thing but the problem is is that in the first thing uh about and the green transition could crowd in private investment this is the thing that the biden administration administration tried to do and it's great for the green sector but it's not great for the whole entire economy and so that's what i would say to the UK and to these people who are trying to implement a better strategy strategy compared to the US. You're do, you have great support and you have great ideas in terms of like getting the young population trying to work again and growing the economy. But investing into green energy or the green energy sector in the economy is not going to help that go on. And it might. This is the thing. It might because you have the structure going on in terms of trying to get the younger workforce to work. But the ultimate thing is, is that I guess in my opinion, uh, seeing the results from the IRA or the Inflation Reduction Act under the Biden administration, we haven't seen that result, if that makes sense, in the economy. And as I said, in that in that same article, Biden himself said, hey, guess what? It didn't really work. It didn't really co- like cover the costs of a lot of Americans on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis. And basically, this is the other thing. This is the good thing, however. England's, econ- England's inflation, annual inflation rate is, go- is cooling down. Inflation is cooling down across Euro- the Eurozone economy, across, across uh, the UK economy, and across the US economy. But... They're all trying to do the same thing and they're not even trying to do their own thing because and I think that they're also scared of trying to do their own thing because there's places like Turkey where they're like, oh, we're going to do something different. And now they have an inflation annual rate of 85 percent. Now it's back down to 50 uh, percent recently. But that's insane. Imagine gas right now. So gas right now where I am is around like 360. OK, imagine that going up to like six dollars almost every month like isn't that insanity like I, that's why i understand why um like they're they're all trying to play it safe the u.s is trying to play it safe uh england's trying to play it safe and the eurozone economy is trying to play it safe but guess what you need to be able to take charge of your own economy and not only take charge of your own economy, but also do something different compared to the Biden administration because the Biden administration said, oh, we're only going to give huge tax breaks and tax rebates to the top 10% or the top 20% who can afford like things like electric cars and electric heaters in their house and solar panels. Unless you live in PA, of course, then the government helps you out a little bit with the solar panels. But this is why it's so important for people to realize, guess what? The Inflation Reduction Act, it didn't reduce inflation. And even if the Biden administration, for instance, used the bill, the giant $700 billion some 
bill into like, for instance, the private sector, like uh, just into like directly like groceries and supply chains and all of these things and trying to crowd in private investing, guess what? It still wouldn't have worked because inflation would went up anyway because, oh, wait, we're spending $700 billion that we don't have. So this is the reality that we're living in now because we're we're making bills up and we're saying, oh, you know, this will reduce inflation. But guess what? It doesn't because you're spending money you don't have to reduce inflation. So therefore, inflation is going to go back up. And that's what happened when the Inflation Reductionary Act was passed. Inflation went up because we're spending money that we don't have. And by next year, the U.S. will hopefully be able to come under the 2% interest rate. But guess what? It probably won't happen until like June or July including the UK will probably not be able to reach their 2% goal or under 2% goal by next year of November because it's taking that it'll take that long because right now they're at 6 6% annual rate in November so it's like it's almost impossible for them to just automatically come under the 2% in January or February because it won't happen for the US either 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 I said either <laughs> either as I said Another thing that's happening in the news, besides the economy in the U.S. and the U.K. economy and what the U.K. economy should learn from the Biden administration, we have people concerned about the SpaceX job safety issues. And to that, I didn't really do um, much research because I didn't have to. Because guess what? This is the what is happening in America. If people don't like you, they're going to investigate you and try to find what's wrong with your company or try to find what's wrong with you in order to charge you. And that's what the DOJ and all these other people are trying to do to Elon Musk because they're trying to find all his little sins, all his little wrongdoings, every single little tiny thing, because guess what? This is what happens. As soon as you say something like, oh, I'm conservative or I'm moderate or something like this, and I'm not a liberal like you all, all of a sudden people are starting to be like, oh, let's try to investigate him because we don't like his political stance. But yet you don't see the right doing that. You don't see the right trying to investigate into people that they don't like just because they don't like them. Like, this is a free country, first of all. And second of all, I'm not doubting that there's safety issues in SpaceX. But it just goes to prove that the only reason they're talking about this is because they don't like Elon Musk. And so therefore, they're going to investigate him and and make a big deal about any little tiny thing that happens in his companies or in his personal life just to make a big deal about things and to paint him as a terrible person or to paint the company as a terrible thing. Because guess what? Job health, job safety issues happen everywhere. Really? You didn't know that? Well, guess what? That's what happens in life. You sometimes get hurt on the job. That's called real life. And so it's just like when people come out and say things about like conservative or not, it's not really about being a conservative company. It's about SpaceX is just owned by the man that no one likes, that no one wants to partake in just because he has political views on things that no one else agrees with. And so it's just like a bunch of rubbish at that point because SpaceX, they're trying to literally use science for the embetterment of humanity and try to invest into the private owned application of space exploration. So it's like, it's just funny to think that all these people who are for as space exploration and for the uh, enticement of the private sector actually investing into the space industry, 
But yet they're willing to go against a company just because the owner of the company is slightly conservative or slightly moderate, just because they he doesn't fit into their little circle of hap- of liberal happiness. Like, it's just stupidity at that point. So it's like, I'm not doubting that there is safety issues at SpaceX in the workforce, but you're just trying to find things to find things to make them look bad. That's the only reason it's on the news. Because guess what? As I said, work safety issues happen everywhere job safety issues happen everywhere so don't tell me that it's just spacex because there's there's a bunch of other companies that also probably have job safety issues too north korea closed is closing down over about a dozen embassies because their economy is basically crap at this point because there's so many international sanctions on them that they're basically going to start closing embassies and this is the thing i would say First of all, you don't know the whole story because it's not like North Korea came out and said that. And even if they because they would never say that because they want their country to look good in front of the whole world, even though, you know, it sucks there. But the major thing, though, to realize is that this is kind of showing the um, weakness that North Korea has right now to where, like, if some type of huge like conflict broke out, they would be the first to crumble under the weight of that conflict. And that just goes to show where North Korea is right now as a nation. Also, what's interesting is that some Georgia counties were on high alert yesterday because these far left groups far. When I say far left, I don't mean the normal liberal. I'm talking about Antifa when I say this. So some far left groups decided to send uh, fentanyl laced envelopes to the election office with a bunch of left wing and a pentagram symbol on the letters, basically trying to kill these election workers. Because, uh, like, on the one letter, it said something like, oh, end elections now, and stuff like that. But it's just, like, that's wild to think that people are so messed up that they're willing to go kill these innocent people who just simply work for the elections just because they're so far left that they're willing to just accept the breakdown of full society. Like, Think about that. That's just so sick. Like, I can't believe that that's happening right now in America. But guess what? The DOJ isn't going to charge them. The people they're going to go look for is people like, oh, the January 6th rioters. And guess what? Some of them did need to go to prison. Some of them did need to be fined. But not all of them. Not all of the January 6th protesters are evil people. Because that's the problem with America right now is that we're saying, oh, you know, these January 6th protesters, they're the worst of the worst of the worst of America. I can guarantee that they're not the worst of America right now. The far left Antifa groups are the worst of the worst of America right now. And they should be honestly on a terrorist watch list. And I hope they are. Honestly, I'm going to see if they are because I, I really hope that they are on a terrorist watch list because they should be. Also, another news, I thought it was interesting to see how uh, the third GOP debate was just kind of boring. It was just them making fun of each other, Nikki Haley and DeSantis, uh, Tim Scott, and uh, Chris Christie and them. Like, it's, it's just like a... And Vivek Ramaswamy. They're just like... They act like they're the stuff, basically. And some of them are literally copying Trump's strategy of how to debate. It's basically... the his Trump strategy is basically, hey, I'm going to pull up personal things about your life and make you look bad in front of a group of people. 
That's Trump's strategy on the political stage and on the debate stage. And that's what all these candidates, except for Tim Scott, because Tim Scott didn't really pull a lot of points against people, like didn't like pull out a bunch of um, unnecessary personal attacks on people. But a, a lot of them did. And especially Vivek Ramaswamy. And the thing is, is that I think that it's kind of sad that the Republican Party has basically basically become a group of losers because they're willing to just basically be as mean as they want to be able to get people to like them because they seem quote unquote tough. But guess what? This is why so many Democrats are winning because they're united. They're united under a plan, under an idea, under a person, under the responsibility of representing the people. And the Republicans are just sitting under their hands and twiddling with their thumbs and basically being like, oh, you know, I'm going to be try, try to act so tough and basically have no sympathy for anyone because guess what? I'm basically the crap. So I deserve everything. But that's the problem with the Republicans right now. They act so tough that no one can sympathize with them. And that's what I think is happening on a local and national stage. And this is why a Democrat or even an independent RFK, hopefully, <laughs> will win the 2024 election for the president for the presidency. Because guess what? All these Republican candidates, there's only there's only like and this is a huge percentage, really. But there's 30 to 40 percent of people who seriously want one of the GOP candidates or Donald Trump to become president. But guess what? That isn't enough to win an election. And someone like endorsing someone like RFK has more of a chance because he genuinely shows that he cares for people in his the way he's trying to carry himself and the way he's trying to campaign because he's done it before. He's done it all of his life. He's been an environmental lawyer and advocate. Like RFK is someone that should be president because he wants to unite the country. He doesn't want to divide people like Biden or Trump or these GOP candidates because everyone else, everyone else that's not an independent wants to basically play on their side and their side only. They don't want to unite the other side and they don't want to represent the other side because they're willing to be cruel almost the way in the way they like talk about other people and other citizens in the United States. And they're willing to just act tough for the sake of being tough. And that includes Biden, too, because he constantly belittles the far right. And this is the thing. I don't believe, personally believe, in some of the things that the far right believes in. But I will say this. If you're willing to say that every Republican is a far right MAGA Trump supporter, that's pretty sad, Biden. Like, you're being just as divisive as Donald Trump by saying that. Thank you guys for listening. And not every episode is going to be this long. I just thought I would take some time and explain the Inflation Reductionary Act as well as the UK economy and the US economy and where we all are as uh, nations in terms of like where our economy is and how healthy they are. But basically, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you tomorrow. More tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye bye.